how do I start this? Reading? Music. <laughs> Music, there's music. All right. Welcome back, podcast listeners, to the Charles City Press podcast to be named later. This is Chris Baldus. I'm the editor of the Charles City Press. I'm at the table here today with sports editor Ryan Kronberg. Hola. Outdoors writer and education writer, um, Amy Heller. I'm going by Amy Oakley these days. Amy Oakley. <laughs> Uh, staff writer uh, Serena Reinhardt. Hello. And staff writer Mitchell Hansen. Howdy, howdy. Emphasis on arts and entertainment and columns and scary creatures that he makes Fearsome up all critters. by himself. Watch out for that sanguine squirrel. Let's let's jump to that really quick. But you put in a column on uh, in the Wednesday edition about made up animals that uh, should scare us in the dark. I was trying to come up with a column. Apparently my life has been dry and uninteresting lately because I, I simply had nothing to say. So I said, what's something weird, fantastical, unexpected that people might be interested in hearing? How about animals that don't exist? Tell me about the sanguine squirrel. Well, the, the sanguine squirrel uh, was a creation I came up with while walking back from the courthouse. And I knew that I wanted to give the readers a little twist by making up some outlandish thing at the end of the column. Because the other ones were all from folklore. And not outlandish at all. And not outlandish at all. You know, I mean, a, a dog with a head shaped like an axe that right. eats unattended axe handles. Totally normal. That was one that lumberjacks talked about when their axe handles went missing. Um, that, you know, those lumberjacks, they never do any drinking. Oh, not at, <laughs> not at all. They were a very, very puritanical bunch. Yes. Okay. So well, the sanguine squirrel, yeah, I, I just... I, I kind of wanted it to tie in with the squirrel column I wrote a few months ago. Because I figured, if I'm going to have a running theme throughout my writing, maybe it can be squirrels. Squirrels. If you <laughs> are right. new to enjoying <laughs> Mitchell Hansen, theme. squirrels are kind of his thing. They have these secret private lives that they carry out in the trees. They do. So watch for that on the, uh, on the opinion pages of the... Uh, of the of the press in, in coming weeks and More squirrels uh, and, to come and if if you want to if you ever want a uh, a collection of Mitchell Hansen squirrel columns you can always come in and ask for uh, for back issues so <laughs> moving on some big stories that uh, that have happened in in the past week one in particular being that the school board is uh, continuing to move forward with its uh, sports complex hunt they've got three sites that they're not telling us what they are. They but like to keep do. us in the dark that way. <laughs> They've got three sites, and the fear is if they reveal those sites now, somebody will jack it up on like, oh, you want this? Well, pay this instead. So they're trying to get a good, honest, fair, and decent price by keeping them all under wraps. But they have three total sites that they've looked at, and all of them are evaluated on the criteria of having two baseball and two softball fields. The bleachers and dugouts, a press box and a sound system, but that will be on the primary fields. Field lighting, fencing, backstop wall netting, backstop chain link, irrigation, which is kind of a big deal in our baseball fields. Are we going to name the, uh, what was the backstop thing? I don't know what the backstop thing is. I was going to ask Ryan about that. Are, we gonna, are they going to name that after Ryan Kronberg? Oh, my. <laughs> they should. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Just donate a couple thousand. Okay. Well, maybe more than a couple thousand. Each one of these things, each one, as I continue to interrupt, I'm sorry, but each one of these things could have its own sponsor, and maybe each one of these things can be named after somebody. It could be. It could be Kronberg's scoreboard. The Baldus Irrigation System. <laughs> That's exactly 
exactly what I would want. No, it's yeah. it's heating and plumbing. Okay, for the heated field. So that's, they'll Keep have going. security, batting cages, concession stands. Um, there will also be uh, storage sheds to house things that you need. The gators. I guess gators. Tractor. Um, hard surface parking lots, interior walkways, a high school and middle school soccer field. We do not yet have soccer. It's it, been long and rumored. It would be kind of nice to have a place for them to play. If you mm-hmm. build it, they'll come, right? That's how that works. And then an FFA Allegedly. outdoor classroom area, which the outdoor classroom area, maybe it's because I'm the outdoor reporter, I don't know, but that like piqued my interest the most. Yeah, I, I can't say that I've heard a lot of those kind of things in sports complexes before. So, okay, what the heck is it? They are hoping to expand the greenhouse they have now. The one that they have is, it's fine. It's a little small. They'd like to make it a little bit bigger. Um, I actually spoke with Lorraine Winterink on the school board, and she said that Lundberg, Jim, Jim Lundberg would have a better idea of what they're all using it for, but she guessed they would probably use something from growing crops to a garden. Um, there was some talk at the last school board meeting of growing their own vegetables to help support the lunch service. Obviously, a lot would have to happen <laughs> to go from there. That'd be a pretty big FFA area right there. That'd be a very big FFA <laughs> area. Maybe the whole infield would be like beets and broccoli instead of <laughs> ground ball over around, the green beans to the to cauliflower yeah. over to carrots for the out. <laughs> Touch all the corn stalks. Touch them exactly. all. Exactly. Touch all the alfalfa okay. fields. But it's going to be a pretty decent sized complex. All of them are actually, which I was impressed with, really similarly priced. We've got one at three million twenty-two hundred. Another one flies in at three million ninety thousand, and the last one is the one they're going to go for at three million. Oh, three million and seventy-two. You told me that this is kind so, of a uh, a high number. This is all quoted on if you buy absolutely top of anything and you don't try to get a deal anywhere. They expect that they're going to try to bid out construction and volunteer labor and all that. In-kind donations. So the 3220000 that's their market price right now. By the time they're done, they should come in under that. Well, let's see. That report was in our Tuesday edition. Yes. Is that yes, correct? Yes, it was. Okay, so if you need to see more details than that, the Tuesday edition. You can always find these things also on our e-edition. If you have a subscription to our e-edition, you can flip back through papers. Uh, it, the list says all the way back to 1999. Real quick on this one, if you were to get your name sponsored on one of those items on that list, Mitchell, what would you want your name on? Gosh, I don't know. I'd, I'd be happy to have the Mitchell Hansen chain link fence. Ooh. I don't know. I, I could have my name like etched very minimally. Through the entirety of the linked chain. This barrier brought to you by Mitchell Hansen exactly. and his exactly. team of squirrels. <laughs> Serena. Well, I'm thinking maybe they have like a brick sidewalk and I have every single brick says Serena on it maybe. Oh, okay. That could be really nice. We'd really like to broadcast our own name. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what all this is about. Ryan, I've already put your name on something, but what do you think? The press box. The press box, okay. How about you? Well, easy. Heller Hot Dog and Concessions. There we go. People got to eat. That's the best part of the baseball game is the food. Personally, I I want I, I'd want the storage shed. I think the storage <laughs> shed would be just perfect for uh, for me. So uh, exciting. Baldissimo's junk right here. All right, moving on to somebody who deserved to have his name put on on a field. 
Brian, we talk about our, our uh, coach who just recently passed away. Louis Kangsfeld, uh, one of 316 games, six conference championships, uh, two trips to the state tournament. It was the uh, runner-up to uh, Des Moines East in Class 2A in 1980. Back, it was the last season before they went from two classes to four classes. Just an absolute giant in this community. I have, I've talked to a number of former players, a couple of guys who were uh, coached with him taught with him, and everyone that spoke extremely highly of him, his character, how he was always teaching, whether it was on the playing field or in the classroom. Born in Marble Rock, uh, graduated from Morris College, served his country and taught uh, social sciences. He'd bring in World War II veterans to talk about their experiences to his uh, kids. But he was, he did things the right way with Louie. He was fundamentals every day. He loved the game of baseball, absolutely. He was very passionate about it. He's in the uh, Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. But the best part about Louie was the way he treated his kids. To a man, every kid, every one I've talked to, is they think the world of him. Okay. Former players would come back. they move on from Charles City, but they come back and they always want to see how Louie was doing. they talk with him. That's the kind of respect he had from his uh, from his players. So his obituary was in the uh, the Wednesday edition. Yeah. Um, we're going to have uh, Ryan's working on a, uh, a feature on him and uh, his former players and coaches that, that knew him, and that's going to be in the Thursday uh, edition here. His funeral is going to be 10:30 on Monday at Immaculate Conception Church. Uh, sorry to uh, to. To his family and to this community, it's, it's a big loss. Um, well, let's uh, skip ahead here to uh, let's let's stick with the kids. We got an update coming on Friday about our footloose folk. That is true. I believe the cast list was posted uh, at the start of this week, and we're going to be printing the official lineup on Friday's Arts and Entertainment page. The important thing here: who's Ren? You're going to have to wait and find out. <laughs> you don't know. Well, I I don't want to get ahead. You don't know. It's got to be someone who can dance. Oh, okay. All right. So how many, do you know how many will be on the cast? I mean, fairly large, right? Musicals typically go for well, quantity. Our, at our high school, it's, it's basically a, a uh, if you want to get involved, we've got a place for you sort of thing. So, you know, even if... We're going to have 35 high school dancers without speaking parts or something. If they show up and want to dance on stage, they're going to be dancing yeah, on like stage. Yeah, the big dance at the end. They could have like yeah. 50 people so, on stage. And, and I think, uh, you know, enough kids were excited enough for this, even the ones who have not been in drama before, they're probably going to show up, and, and, uh, and that'll be their debut of sorts. So okay. it's a good way to get everybody involved, I think. Let's jump right to your, your dove hunting uh, excursion here that you're writing about in the Thursday Outdoors page. Um, yes. Went well, didn't it? I thought it went well. We saw about 40 or 50 doves, which apparently is not that many because typically you see in the hundreds. So that was like, oh, okay. So there was first strike that I was wrong that it went well. Then apparently when you shoot, you're not supposed to miss. And I missed every time. How many birds, how many doves does it take to, like, make a meal? Who are we feeding? Oh, uh, let's just, let's feed Ryan. He looks hungry. <laughs> I don't want to feed Ryan. Um, 
Well, are you familiar with the Cornish game hen? Yeah. A dove breast is about half of the size of a game hen. Okay. So one dove chunk of meat is equal to half of a game hen chunk of meat. So okay. maybe like four to feed two people. Four to feed two people. Yeah. Okay, but you have to mix it up with a lot of stuff. Well, no, you just can. Oh. Um, the guy I was hunting with prefers to wrap him in bacon with a slice of jalapeno underneath and throw him on the grill. Has anybody eaten dove here before? No. no. Never. Oh. I've eaten a lot of similar bird. Quick question. But anybody around here eat anything that uh, might be considered cuddly or unusual? Well, I've had frog legs before, but that was decades ago. It's not cuddly. Frogs a frog? Are, frogs are cute. Oh, Mitchell likes squirrels, and I've eaten that. You, you, you try, you I've never you. eaten a squirrel at all, <laughs> I, and it's not really at the top of my list, simply because I'd be thinking of what his past profession was, and he was leaving behind a family, and... Okay, you're right, I think way too much into this. I, I would probably eat a squirrel. I'd also eat a rabbit, never eaten that. Well, Most he, exotic thing I've probably eaten is buffalo. Oh, uh, that is phenomenal. Well, I've... I've oh, pizza. I've, had, I've tried that, and I've tried fried alligator on a stick Ooh. at the Minnesota State Fair. It was tough. I can't say it tasted like chicken because I just think it tasted like oil. <laughs> I've eaten but eel. Eel? I've caught an eel pout before, I think. It, was, it looked like a walleye with a eel tail, and it was absolutely disgusting looking. How'd yeah. you get it off? Ryan, get off, get off the floor. Okay. Okay. So, and Ryan? Salmon, tuna. Well, salmon, tuna, sushi. that's not strange. That's sushi. Sushi. Yeah, sushi. Those are like sushi. Oh. Salmon rolls, tuna. Well, that's where I had my ramps. eel was in sushi. Yeah, okay. Sushi. I've had sushi. sushi once and got extremely sick. I'll never okay. eat it again. Sushi is phenomenal. <laughs> Oysters are good. I've had squid and octopus. That was interesting. I had, like, you can octopus uh, um, calamari. fajitas. Cal once. Octopus fajitas. That sounds good. Do you put that with kohlrabi? Uh, Amy, would you mind whipping me up some octopus and kabarabi uh, fajitas sometime? <laughs> I will make you anything with kabarabi. I do not know what a kabarabi is. Along with the Spanish game hen and the Cornish... Uh, I'm Scottish, Scottish corn hen. Quick jump to another bird here. The Iowa headline in uh, last Thursday's press, Iowa pheasant population increases. Our, I, I'm driving in uh, the other day four pheasants when running across the road in front of me. One thing I thought was weird was that they see me in my coming in my very loud truck and they don't fly away. They just run, well, which they looks very silly, but that's that's all beside the point. If you Like you're talking earlier about back issues, if you want to look up last Thursday's picture on the front page, look at that bird's thighs. I mean, that has got some meaty thighs. He is a running bird. He looks like the boar's 4x4 at Charles City. Except we eat him. Yeah, I'm not going to eat the 4x4. Four four. Okay. But yeah, they are, they are running birds. You don't typically eat the legs on pheasants for that reason. So we haven't necessarily jumped here, but we've jumped in our region as far as the numbers, right? Yes, and our region is about four counties, four to six counties, uh, and we are at the bottom right-hand side. Um, so we are right on the border of the region that didn't increase at all and the region that increased a lot. I still can't get over that there's dove hunting. I didn't even know that existed. It's morning dove. It's not like the the doves you release at weddings or like <laughs> See, with she, an olive branch. When Amy first mentioned dove hunting to me, I think my question was, why would you hunt the international symbol of peace? 
That just seems unethical. But then she reminded me, it's, it's like, morning dove. They're sad. Funeral birds. Yeah, the, so. well, we, we, have, we have two pictures of morning doves on tomorrow's uh, outdoors. Um, real quick, Charles City School Board leadership has changed. It has. We have a new president and a new vice president. Scott Dyke is our new leader, and Jason Walker is our runner-up at vice president. Scott Dyke, who was elected to the board in a, a write-in vote. Uh, Jason Walker, who replaced uh, uh, Joseph Patton, who uh, resigned from the board recently. Jason Walker, I don't, he, don't think he's run for, uh, for office before. No. I don't think so. He, however, is at every single school board meeting. Yeah. But, I mean, before he was on the board, he was at all of them. He was part of the 500 North Grand Revitalization team. If the school was doing it, he was there. So he was a pretty natural pick, I think. Okay. Well, now he is the, uh, the, the vice president uh, for that. What else have we, have we got that... Uh, big week of football. Big Friday night of football games coming up. Okay. District play starts this week. This is the season that really matters for area football teams. Are we playing Vinton? Yes. Charles City is at Vinton Shellsburg to open Class 3A District 3 play. The uh, Comets had a, had a good game last week. Gave uh, New Hampton a, a good run for their money. New Hampton's ranked uh, second in Class 2A. We also uh, we, we paid pretty good attention to the uh, marching band. Yeah. In this this last week, uh, there they are on the front of the uh, the Monday edition. Do we have any insights in, in into this band? I know the percussion line is very young. Um, they're the fresh. They're all freshmen. Okay. The whole drum line is freshmen this year, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of techniques and I guess sideshow antics they can bring out during the homecoming show. This week was the week that the Floyd County 4-H groups started, uh, oh, I guess you could call it their recruitment drive. A quick rundown of the, yeah. uh, the club's names. You've got the Floyd County Marksmen, who are, are they kind of the precursor to the... Trap shooting. Which we are nationally uh, recognized trap yep. shooting programs here at uh, Charles City. Yes. yes. So, outstanding. Tim Peter's done a great job with that program over the years. So, so this, is like the, this is like the minor leagues. Gotcha. Okay. It's the developmental league. The Riverton Lucky Clovers, love those llamas. Floyd County 4-H Riders, got the Charles City Angels, the West St. Charles Feeders, and then the Jolly Ranchers. Aww. I want, we better keep those two apart. The Feeders and the Ranchers? The, the, the West St. Charles Feeders and the Jolly Ranchers. I don't think that'll turn out well for the Jolly Ranchers. No, not the Feeders are hungry. Uh, Caldwell Celebrities. The Union Busy Bees, the Floyd Farmers, and the Ulster Future Leaders. Ulster makes me think of an Ulster fry with like all the sausage and the eggs and the greasy bread. And makes the... me think of Ireland. Yes, that's an Ulster fry. It is? That's where it came from. Well. Okay, and when you're in 4-H, you get to explore, you get to explore uh, different things uh, by doing projects. So, last question of the podcast. You guys can see this one coming. You're in 4-H now. You are uh, you, you're a member of the Jolly Ranchers. Ryan, 4-H project. Putting you on the spot. Photography. Yeah, f- photi- what are you going to take pictures of? Whatever I find. Sunsets, windmills. There's what about wind- football practices and volleyball? No, nah, he already does that. It has to be something, <laughs> has to be, has to be something separate. Maybe, maybe bugs yeah. silhouetted in the sunrise. Exactly. There we go. go out and find a deer that's sitting in the shadows, or the moon 
through the uh, piers on the on the um, bridge. Suspension bridge. Suspension bridge. Yes. All right. Mitchell, you are in 4-H now. What's your project? As is usual, Mitchell would be late to show his project because you're going to have to come back to me because I'm still thinking. Amy, oh. go. Well, that was a cheap cop out. I would want to do beef. Beef, raise a beef. I would uh, love to raise a beef. Serena? Amy took some really fantastic pictures at the fair of some kids who baked um, homemade bread. So I think that would be fun. Oh, their butter braid. Yeah, that's what it was. That's it looked so good. It's got to so. be made into something, something special, like a butter braid of Mitchell's bust. Um, you know, sculpture nice. of your head. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. Okay. <laughs> Mitchell, I, that I need one of those. Mitchell, we're ending the podcast right here. You need to tell us what your project is. I, Mitchell Hansen, would investigate the effects of sleep deprivation on squirrels. Well, thank you for uh, thanks for uh, listening to our to our podcast. To uh, download us from iTunes or wherever you found us. Uh, this is not a uh, PETA-sponsored uh, podcast, obviously. Um, come back. Uh, we'll be back again next week. You, you have a good week. Thanks a lot. Good night, Farewell. <laughs>